You're listening to Five Things with Lisa Birnbach. Hi, it's Lisa Birnbach, and I am thinking about my grandma today because this would be her 115th birthday. She was born in 1904 in New York, and she was a very forward-thinking, progressive person for her era. She graduated from college. She was an adventurer. There was a picture of her, my grandpa, I think, on their honeymoon in Africa, standing with Native Africans and a cauldron their height. And I used to see that picture in their photo album and think, what if they had been dinner? There would be no photo album, not to mention other things. My grandma was funny. She was independent. She was opinionated. Oh, my God. She was just great. I love her. I loved her very much. I miss her. And I think about how she would cope with these times. She hated phonies. She was loyal, but she was judgmental. And I think she would be appalled by you-know-who's behavior and values and the kinds of people he brought into the White House with him. But also, she wouldn't just be upset with politics. She would be upset about swiping on one's phone to meet a date or to pick a date. She really would have thought that was crass. She would not like those extra-long crosstown buses we have in New York, the ones with the flexi middles that sort of curve around and take up a whole street. I don't think she would care for that. She was a very frequent bus taker, and she would probably still, if she were alive, be wearing her Adolfo suits and her St. John suits. So anyway, Grandma, I'm thinking of you. Meanwhile, this is a very exciting week for waiting. It feels like that's what we do here at headquarters. We wait for reports. We're waiting for the plumber. There are two things he has to get to in our apartment. We're waiting for our vestibule to be finished. That was supposed to be done a couple of years ago. I'm waiting for the ink to dry on a contract. Waiting. It's demoralizing. It's, I don't know, you lose molecules of energy when you wait. I can't prove that, but it feels like the right thing, doesn't it? It feels scientifically provable. Anyway, while we're waiting, let's go straight to my list of five things that made my life better this week. And it may surprise you. Number one, Robert S. Mueller III. Yeah, look who moved up on the list. Things didn't turn out exactly as we thought they would. And it was as if the investigation, which don't forget was threatened with termination every single day of its long existence, was a pressure cooker, and instead of the valve popping, it just sort of went off. It didn't end with a bang or a whimper, but dutifully with the report submission to Attorney General Barr. I know a lot of you are mad, but you know what? If you want to be mad at someone, be mad at Barr, who summarized the hundreds of pages, could have been thousands of pages, we don't know, in an expeditious paragraph, essentially exonerating the president and, you know, sort of saying this was all a big nothing. We know that Barr was appointed to this job with the goal of finding a lawyer who would protect Trump, and that's what he did. Number two, Robert S. Mueller. The man hasn't had a life in two years. He hasn't 
had a laugh. He hasn't taken his focus off the assignment he had, one which took him away from his very lucrative partnership at Wilmer Hale, the law firm which has offices all around the world. I read in Money Magazine yesterday that his average salary was about three point four million dollars a year. Okay, that's a lot of money. That was his salary there. His work for the government paid him $161,900, which is not shabby by any means, but that doesn't even include the death threats. I mean, he definitely made sacrifices to do this job. Let's not forget that. Number three, Robert Mueller. Mueller, in his report, gave us a focus for a while. And when we're overcome, overwhelmed, addled, whatever you want to say, every day and night with an administration that controls us with no news, with fake news, with lies and distractions, thinking about Mueller and his crack team of investigators gave us hope in a way. It gave us a thought process to organize ourselves around. Now, what do we do with that optimism? Is it over? I mean, Mitch McConnell is at this moment, as I record, refusing to release the report, even though many of his fellow Republicans want him to. Can he get away with that forever? Is he that powerful? That's something I don't understand. And if Trump did nothing wrong, then why not show the report to everyone? If the campaign did nothing wrong, why wouldn't you share the report? I don't understand that. But I do know that other offices are going to get tax reports, some evidence, other papers, other documents, other wiretaps. I don't know. I know that this is not the end. I know that whether it's Congress, whether it's Southern District of New York, whether it's California or Virginia, there are other lawyers looking into what happened. Number four, Bob Mueller. Hey, what about those indictments, right? Without Mueller, we wouldn't have the pleasure of seeing Paul Manafort and Michael Cohen heading for the pokey. And if Roger Stone wants to get a tattoo of Donald Trump, I think he should wait until he arrives at the clink, because I hear the inmates are great tattooers and the price cannot be beat. No matter how disappointed you feel now, I truly believe the groundwork was laid to prepare for more names and other bad actors. And finally, may I remind you that the investigation didn't leak, didn't dribble, didn't drool. There was no telltale information or hints or rumors. It was ironclad and clean as a whistle. Thanks to Mueller for that. Number five, finally, Robert Mueller. On a personal level, I'm grateful to have had a number five for 37 or 38 weeks. When my days were filled with stress and worries, I knew I only had to come up with four great things because I had a five. I had a five. You don't know what a relief it was because coming up with four great things is not always easy, believe it or not. I'm cheerful, or I think my nature is cheerful, but hey, there have been some real trials for me, not legal trials. I'm not being literal, but just hard times. And he was my knight in shining pinstripe, holding down the fort. After Mr. Muller turned in his report last Friday, he and his wife went out to dinner, scallops for him, 
I think she had salmon, at Salt and Pepper, a favorite restaurant of theirs. On Sunday, they went to church. Let's leave them be for now, with thanks for a difficult job, well executed. And I hope that I will find five whole new distinct things every week to lift me up. With this podcast, I am relinquishing Robert Mueller from my list. I will miss him. I will still wear my Robert Mueller t-shirt and bangle, but it's time to move on for all of us. We have to find a new way to behave, and that's what we're going to do. So in the meantime, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to my podcast here at lisabernbach.com, where you can see a picture of my grandma and mom and me, at Stitcher, at Apple Podcasts, and at YouTube. Next week, a special guest I'm excited about. In case she doesn't show up, I'm not going to say her name. And I want you all to just stay cool. Really, we've got to just cool it and act natural. Bye-bye. That was Five Things with Lisa Bernbach. New episodes every Friday, if she remembers.